Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. And welcome to America's Heroes Group, the roundtable, legally speaking, with Stephen J. Seidman. Women, month, Women's History Month is this month, March. And it's also Disability Awareness Month. Today is Saturday, March 6, uh, 26, 2022. You just heard our, clo- our host, Cliff Kelly. I am Sean Claiborne, the co-host. Our executive media producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scout to Honor Productions. Welcome to today's show. We have a live one for you today. We have Stephen J. Seidman, the founding attorney of Seidman Law Office. With over 30 years of experience in trial lawyer focused on personal injury and also issues pertaining to veterans' benefits and veterans' legal rights. Steve is, a, is an American Hero School's partner, sponsor, and advisory board member. How are you doing, Steve? I'm fine, thank you. How are you today? Pretty good, pretty good. So you want to update us on some legal issues. Let's get right into it. What is going on that we need to know about? There's right a lot now? of various things happening um, that I'd like to just discuss. One was uh, during the um, State of the Union address. President Biden mentioned the term burn pits. I don't know how many of you mm-hmm. heard the term burn pits. And, uh, you know, it, it, w- he mentioned that while discussing health benefits for military veterans. Now, most of the people, I don't think many Americans have even even know what burn pits are. Mm-hmm. But right now, Congress is crafting uh, and creating legislation to help uh, post 9-11 combat veterans who were exposed to toxic smoke from burns, burn pits. And what they what contractors used to do in Afghanistan and Iraq and other places and after 9-11 was they actually put all this stuff in pits mm-hmm. and they disposed of human waste, of chemicals, munitions, all kinds of hazardous materials. They put these in these burn pits and soldiers used to have to, you know, kind of be the ones to have to monitor the smoke. And they were exposed to it much like 9-11. While the firefighters you saw many years later, many got cancer. Uh, died uh, because of what they were exposed to. So right now, um, the Congress is sort of crafting this legislation for toxic smoke. Now, uh, caused by the burn pits, by all this stuff, and, and many veterans, anybody who had probably been in Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, were exposed to these things. So you have to watch carefully to see what type of kind of uh, of things you might develop. For instance, in South Dakota, uh, there's a soldier, uh, an Army National Guard uh, soldier, who went uh, during a, a rap, Operation Iraqi Freedom, and uh, the uh, he came back. He was he's an insurance executive. He started to experience tremors in his hands. A few years after returning from southern Iraq, 
He's the shaking spread to both sides of the body down his legs. Last year, a doctor diagnosed him with Parkinson's disease, a progressive nervous disorder, as we all know. And he had no family history of disease. He shakes uncontrollably. And of course, uh, so he applied for, for the benefits, um, uh, for veterans benefits to compensate him and they denied him. Now, I think I have a feeling that might have been a denial because of causation. But the point is that the veterans who are uh, listening today um, and who were exposed to these burning pits uh, ought to be aware of cancers, Parkinson's disease, all kinds of issues uh, that are out there. Uh, the bill that we talked about in the House of Representatives, it was a bipartisan bill, both sides, that would expand health care eligibility for veterans exposed to burn pits. It would guarantee that veterans with 23 health conditions uh, no longer have to prove that their illnesses were the result of their military service to receive benefits. So, you know, finally, so basically it's going to be like a strict liability, what we call in law, that if they uh, provide that they had disability benefits, that they were exposed to a hostile fire zone, uh, and uh, sort of like if they were exposed to Agent Orange during the Vietnam War where Cliff was at, uh, there there was a presumption uh, that, uh, that, that Agent Orange caused the problems. What I just talked about with that person in South Dakota who lost the case, here now with this new bill, there's no presum- there's no need to prove prove, prove a pres- a, 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 the condition was linked to military pits. It might be as good as uh, just being exposed to the substance- substances that can cause damage to the respiratory system, skin, nervous system, cardiovascular system, many forms of cancer. And it is interesting that there's there's evidence, and, and if we go back a little bit about this, that there's evidence maybe that linked the death of President Biden's son, Bo, from brain cancer. Yeah, and he was exposed to airborne toxins from burn pits during his military services in Kosovo in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the reason I'm, I'm one of the reasons I'm mentioning this is I think that the veterans ought to know about this who are listening to the show. So if they feel that they're they have these issues, they ought to look at the 23 uh, conditions that are caused. But also the, of course, it's the same old thing. Critics are contending that the legislation will cost too much. It's going to cost $300 billion over the next 10 years. And that would put uh, additional stress on the Veterans Administration. But the point of fact is that we saw with the 9-11 uh, uh, people uh, who went in there when, the, uh, when, it, when everything was going down, they went in and they were exposed for many days, weeks afterwards of all kinds of toxins. Many of them uh, were horribly affected. Same thing should go with the veterans. And so I think that um, when you talk to your congressmen, senators, I think that uh, everybody ought to uh, kind of chime in and, and, and say pass this bill for the veterans. You touched on a couple um, so, of things that I thought was really, really critical. Cause, so the pushback is, Mike, it's going to cost $300 billion. However, what price do you put on human life? What price do you put on a veteran's life who served your country, risked their life to serve your country? And burn pits, and one thing you want to reiterate is the fact that burn pits were something that wasn't just an isolated incident. That is the way and when you're overseas and you're deployed, especially in certain environments, how you dispose of just about all your trash. It's burned. They create these big, they dig big pits. They could be a football field or it could be as small as a trash can, and you burn whatever it is you're trying to destroy. It could be a truck. It could be tires. It could be whatever. All of these toxic chemicals going on for days and days and days. So you might have years' worth of exposure to these toxic fumes. 
then that can affect your body years and years and years later. So this this is dismiss it and say, well, you know, I mean, you have to prove that this is something that actually is linked to your service. To me, it was a ridiculous uh, uh, thing to even try to bring up in the first place. I agree. And I think it is amazing to think and, and, you know, just to get sort of conceptualized the size of these pits. As you said, they could be as big as a football field and bigger. And what they put in there was everything, not just you know, human waste, chemicals, munitions, everything. So could you imagine, it's similar to what happened during the explosion in 9-11, you know, all the stuff, all those toxins being released, people smelling them, the people who are, the, the soldiers who are working to monitor the fires so they don't get out of control, they're exposed to this stuff. Imagine what you're taking in. You said a year's worth. I think it could be a decade's worth oh, yeah. of toxins you're taking in. I mean, so uh, the fact that, that up to this point, this poor guy in in, uh, uh, in South Dakota uh, had to prove that the Parkinson's disease was caused, even though he had no family history, was there had to be a, a causal nexus to these burn pits was ridiculous. And so this new this new uh, legislation, even though it's going to cost a ton, is worth it because I can't imagine how many soldiers were exposed to this and what kind of the tip of the iceberg we're going to see in the next 10 years when people age and when the cancer start to attack their bodies. Yeah. And then keep in mind, when we spend 700 billion plus approaching quickly approaching a trillion dollars a year on hardware, military hardware, not talking about lives, not talking about um, we're talking, well, we are talking about payroll, but we're talking about just the hardware that we don't even use half the time to go to war. So we need to rethink and start thinking about how do we treat veterans when they come back from service. And it's not it's almost like as if the argument would be, well, OK, I know I hit your car and it caused all this damage. But, geez, it's going to cost me my liability is going to cost me so much money. I can't I'm not going to pay that. If you cause the problem, then you should pay for what you what you broke. Yeah. And when you consider that during the pandemic, rightfully so, there were trillions of dollars pumped into the economy to just make sure people could live economically. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact is, is you look at the, the service that these people they, they did for the country and then what they were exposed to, it's a small price to pay for their health and safety and for their well-being. Now, Steve, and, what's, your, what's your number? Tell people what need, how they get in contact with you. If they have cases, they have issues, they need to find out what uh, to do next. And Because I want to tell you, most veterans have been de- that have been deployed have been exposed to a burn pit at some point. And the, like, right. the exposure is not as, as a casual exposure where you're driving through. It's a daily, constant thing. Right. And if they have anybody has any questions about it, my number is 312-781-1977. And one of the things that people need to do is, most importantly, pay attention. Pay attention to what happens to their body. Tell, look at yourself and say, boy, you know what? I can't breathe. I'm having some emphysema. That's what the VA system is there for, to make these claims. But in order to start the claims, you have to first, A, know there's something wrong. But, B, you have to think, boy, was I, was I working in a burn pit area? Could this cancer that I have, this, this lymphoma, could it be caused by this? And that's where a doctor comes in. And nowadays, if this legislation passes, it's going to be strict liability. All you have to do is go to the, the center, file your claim. Tell them where you worked, where you worked with the burn pit. They'll verify it, and I believe under this new bill, you get the benefits. And I think that people ought to know that that's going to exist for them. So three one two seven eight one one nine seven seven. With any questions about this or any other type of personal injury workers' comp law, for sure. 
Appreciate that. Now, also, do you think, is this a precedent for, for a president, a sitting president, to come out so quickly to address health issues for veterans? It is. It is. And I, and I got to tell you, I, when I heard this, because I had been talking, or at least following the sperm pit situation for at least three years, but, it, you know, when President Biden got in office and really his first full State of the Union address, because, of course, the last year with everything going on, there wasn't one. Uh, for him to address it in one of his, his first speeches um, and uh, to say and to point it out that the burn pit exposure with regards to um, veterans, he said, the veterans and burn pits and I'm going to help uh, uh, help the veterans who are exposed to burn pit. Now, it is very unusual. And, and, you know, the reason that I feel that this was done to some degree is I believe that he thinks his son was exposed to these type of, of toxins. And I believe he thinks that this might have impacted, uh, of course, this is pure speculation on my part, but I think that maybe the president thought that uh, his own son lost his life uh, to being exposed to these pits and the toxic smoke and, 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 and all of the other exposures there. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that um, that's why, I, because I had never heard a president come out and 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 day one, really first State of Union address, and mention terms that they were discussing health benefits, and then specifically talk about something where there had been really no uh, concentration or no um, discussion of. So yeah, I think it was unusual. I do. Going back to this money issue, the pushback on, on you know helping out veterans, helping help veterans stay alive after serving their country. I want to point out people that went overseas to fight a war to to and the under the, the main premise of defending our freedom, defending this country, put themselves and their own bodies at risk, and they come back and then they have pushback to try to get medical care. I want to make that clear. So, sorry. No, no. So the the thing is, is it really, is it truly just about the money on the pushback side of things, or is it? Are there other things that they're concerned about? Well, it, 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 at least on the surface, it's about money. Um, I, I, from my perspective, I can't imagine whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, whether you're liberal, whether you're conservative, that you could have. Uh, any um, ill will or uh, towards veterans and trying to help veterans. So I, I would hope that it's just about the money and the concern of fiscal responsibility that some people might raise. But, uh, well, you know, who knows? I'd give you another example, if I could, that, that came out this week, uh, the VA caregiver program. Now, many people might not know this, but it, like the Illinois Department of, of Health and Family Services, if you have someone who's disabled in your house, and they're on public aid or in that situation, do you know that if you're a personal caregiver, you could get paid through the state for taking care of your loved one who's disabled? The same thing exists for veterans. It's called the VA Caregiver Program. And uh, what happens is people could get up to $3,000 every few months. I'm going to get the exact number for you. To help their loved one who have been injured in a mil- in, you know in war or in service, and they're called the Veteran Affairs Caregiver Support Program. So, uh, there uh, over the years, you could get a stipend um, of a. They hover around three thousand dollars a month for a full level two stipend, which is a very serious injured individual, and about eighteen hundred dollars for what's called a partial level one stipend. So, uh, it, it could add up to thirty six thousand. Dollars, twenty-four thousand dollars a year, 
if you have a loved one who you're taking care of who were who was injured in in service and and this might now if we go back to the burn pit situation um if people get cancer and 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 you could get the burn pit let uh, stipend um or or benefits through that legislation you know a loved one could take care of you when you're dying of of whatever that is or being or, or, or dealing with that the problem is over the last couple of months, and this came out just uh, the other day, um, there has been a pushback uh, on the caregiver support programs and a stoppage of it. They've grandfathered certain people into the program, but they've taken on, they call those legacy participants, and those were people admitted before October 2020, but unless they meet new eligibility criteria, criteria within the last couple of years, uh, they're out. So uh, people are getting dismissed, um, and as much as one-third of the nearly 20,000 legacy participants could be dropped from the program. Now, you just talked about money, and you just talked about the importance of taking care of our, our veterans when, when they get home. Why is it that over the last month or two that there has been money that has been taken away from the caregivers and, and now these people are not allowed to, to get paid for taking care of their loved ones or others who have been uh, greatly uh, injured or uh, disabled through service. That's so this, it's, it, it's a, it just came out this week, March 23rd. There was an article about it. Um, and I think that we better watch this over the next couple months because, once again, is it fiscal? I mean, what else could it be? Are you saying that, well, gee, People, veterans don't deserve to get the, the care that they always had. You know, this, this program existed, although many people might not have known a lot about it. It existed for many years. And the thing so of it is, is that we can, we can fix that. If it's a monetary problem, that can be fixed and that can be solved through thinking and through math. <laughs> That's a math problem. Yeah. But we can reallocate yeah. resources. But one thing we cannot, we cannot uh, 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 shortcut on is somebody's life, especially someone's life that you owe, someone that actually has a contract with the, 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 the people of America that says, hey, I went and I did my time. I served my country. I expect to be taken care of when I come home. You know, they're doing the job. The veterans are doing the jobs that most Americans don't want to do. But it has to be done oftentimes. Not to say that every war is, 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 was, is valid or every war is, we're fighting is, is, was something that needed to be done. But it, was, it ha- but it was something that was called for. It was something that was, that was legislated. People were sent oftentimes leaving their families that didn't want to do that, didn't want to have to go do, do these things, put in harm's way. So we ha- you can't just turn your back and just deny the, the bill when it comes in and say, I'm just not going to pay that bill. It has to be paid. I mean, if we have to sacrifice a few jets or, a, or an aircraft carrier because of the fact that we have to take care of, of the decisions we've made to go to war in the first place, then that's what we need to do. Otherwise, we're not going to have a society that really is, is – is going to be able to muster up the support. Like you see the Ukrainians fighting right now. What are they fighting for? They're fighting for their own self-determination to be – they're saying to, Soviet, to the former Soviet Union in Russia, they're saying, hey, we do not want to go back to the old Soviet days. We don't want to have that kind of lifestyle. We want to create our own destiny, have our own freedom, do what we want to do going forward. And we don't care if you come with your tanks and things like that. So we need to have the same kind of attitude for our veterans. We need to have, make sure that we fight for our veterans the way our veterans fought for us. Right, and, and don't forget, I mean, the way I look at this now is if you don't want to go to the military, you don't have to. So the people who fight are volunteers, and the people who fight for us and for our freedoms and for what we have as we sit here in this country that people don't have in Ukraine, those are people who are risking their livelihood to go do this for us. 
So as payment, I think that's a lot more important than a lot of other things that we pay for. You know what? These people deserve to be taken care of, period, end of story. And if we're taking money and and programs away from them and we're not going to put in the billions of dollars necessary for the burn pit and we're not going to and we're going to take away VA caregiver programs and the stipends that people get for taking care of injured, then we're not. You know what? It's it's going to hurt us, as you just pointed out. That is going to hurt us, and and this is the freedom that we enjoy because of those people who are out there fighting for us. So, and if I give you another example, of just in a in a daily law practice uh, that we see, you know, a lot of times veterans are fired because why they're reservists who have to take off time from work. Mm-hmm. There is a there's there's a law that says that you cannot terminate or discipline a veteran who is taking time off of work to do uh, their reservist activities. Recently, Volvo got uh, w- was sued and uh, went to trial. Illinois federal jury heard that the car maker wrongfully terminated her out of frustration over her military services and the absences is required. In point of fact, I believe Walmart settled something like that, uh, settled the case. I'm not quite sure, but I believe they did a, a, about a year or two ago. Uh, in that case with Volvo, the Illinois jury sided with Volvo and said there were other reasons. But the point is, is that if you're a veteran and if you're a reservist and if you're you're out there and doing your thing and you think you're getting discriminated work fired for losing time because of that, you may sue. That You have a cause of action. I think I'm running out of time, so I want to open up to you, Sean, if you had any comments or questions. That was good information, Steve. And one thing, if, if people are listening and need to get information about what they can do to protect themselves legally, Make sure you go to our website, americashg.org, and also find out more information about the things that you're entitled to. Reach out to Steve. He's a great guy, great attorney. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.